Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Macro View, Episode 24. You're listening to the number one daily podcast focused on spreading the logic of liberty. I'm your host, Andrew Smith. Recently, living caricatures of the political left have been pushing for a big hike in income taxes, citing U.S. history as proof that it will not be destructive. The types of Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and others others with socialist tendencies are calling for the top tax bracket to go up to 70%, on the quote-unquote top 1%. To make it into the top 1%, you have to earn about $395,000 a year. And the top tax brackets apply to the last dollar earned by the highest-earning Americans. The politicians calling for top tax rate hikes like to discuss the FDR, post-World War II era, and then also like to cite the Kennedy tax cuts as the perfect level. Tonight, we walk listeners through the history of top tax rates the lower bound income for the tax top, top tax rate, the tax rate on median income earners, and some of the nuances behind the, uh, the Republican-favored Reagan tax cuts. Tomorrow night, we're going to walk listeners through the pre-income tax history, as well as the history of, of corporate taxes, capital gains taxes, and other federal taxes. So there are really... Two tax rates that the lefties like to push. One is the 79% rate under FDR, uh, which during World War II went up as high as 94%. And the other is the 70% rate that was implemented under, under Kennedy and brought rates down to 70%. But there's some aspects of these rates that never come up. For example, the top tax bracket of 79% under FDR was on income earned above the equivalent of $82.5 million in earnings in today's dollars. Even the Kennedy tax rates were only applicable to income that was equal to double the lower bound of the top 1%. Middle income earners have actually gotten a really raw deal. Originally, the income tax was pitched to the middle class as an end-all deal, something where only the top one-half of 1% would have to pay a very small percentage of their income and nobody else would pay anything. Originally, originally, incomes up to $400,000 were taxed at 0%. $400,000 in inflation-adjusted dollars or in today's dollars were taxed at 0%. And then there was a progressive scale up to a 7% tax on incomes above the equivalent of $11.5 million in today's dollars. The middle class paid no income taxes until the entry into World War I. And even then, the effective rate on middle income earners reached a maximum of 6%. And the highest highest tax paid on the last dollar earned by a middle income earner was 8%. And that didn't change until World War II pretty much. Further, if lefties wanted to help the middle class, maybe it's time to revisit the disaster of Social Security. The Reagan tax cuts were rolled out into the face of significant increases in Social Security taxes, a tax that is highly regressive. 
as you'll see here tonight, there are many nuances. While tax rates may have changed, bases have been broadened and narrowed, loopholes and incentives have been instituted to manipulate markets and individual behaviors. On episode four, we talked a little bit about the regulatory state. On episode 20, we discussed the fiscal history of the U.S. with the emphasis on the Great Depression through the Great Society eras. And then on episode 21, we discussed the monetary history of the U.S. in the 20th century. Our last episode, we tied in the effects of the growing state on personal savings and, and private debt. And tonight, we're going to discuss the history of the income tax in the U.S. We're going to dive right into the data, but first, a quick commercial break. Tired of losing debates to your left-leaning friends? Tired of being stumped by the state agenda? Feel you got gypped in school? Head over to macroviewnews.com and click on the link in the top right corner titled Liberty Classroom. You'll find a treasure trove of real history and economics. With well over 100 hours of lectures from the world's most preeminent libertarian leaders, you'll get the equivalent of a PhD in libertarian thought. Courses include Austrian economics step-by-step, the history of political thought, the history of economic thought, four different U.S. history courses covering it all, a full history of Western civilization, John Maynard Keynes, his system and its fallacies, and much, much more. So head on over to macroviewnews.com and click on the link in the top right corner titled Liberty Classroom. So I have another slideshow tonight. There's only about six slides, but you should, if you're not already, go and watch tonight's episode from the show page, which is macroviewnews.com slash podcast. It'll be the first the uh, first link up there. So quickly, I want to walk through each slide. The first slide shows the history of the top tax rate, starting out at 7% on incomes above the equivalent of $11.5 million in today's dollars and going up as high as 94% during World War II on incomes above the equivalent of $2.5 million today. Now, there are three lines. There's an orange line, a blue line, and a black line. The orange line indicates the top marginal rate. The blue line indicates the rate at which the dollar an earner earns that takes them into the top 1%. So that first dollar that allows them to reach the lower bound of the top 1%, it shows what rate that is taxed at. The black line indicates the lower bound of the top marginal rate in 2012 dollars. And there's also a couple of dots on this graph showing when the lower bound moves significantly, the previous rate that the new lower bound was taxed at before the change. So as one can see, the original income tax was only on incomes of people that were in the ultra high income brackets. Even the dollar that takes a top earner into the elite group of the top 1% was not taxed at all. It wasn't until someone was earning much more than the lower bound of the top 1% that the first marginal rate kicked in. Quickly, quickly that changed. And as one can see, the top marginal rate skyrocketed but originally did so on ultra-high earners, people who earned the equivalent of eight-figure incomes. Then bases were brought in and lower bounds were lowered, especially when rates began coming down in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. Bases were significantly brought in to capture much more than just the top 1%. On the second slide, I show the effective rate. And this is, I have a line that's exclusive and inclusive of Social Security. And this is of middle income earners. And I show one line, inclusive, inclusive of Social Security, 
for self-employed, one exclusive of Social Security for self-employed, one inclusive of Social Security for employed, and one exclusive of Social Security for the employed. And the reason I do that is originally Social Security was not um, was actually uh, self-employed uh, individuals did not pay any Social Security taxes. So I wanted to kind of show that difference. Uh, just for, for transparency's sake. So for high income earners, for the elusive top 1%, you also have to remember the Social Security tax is a, it, it, the effective rate of the Social Security tax is much lower than that of median income earners. All right, the 15.3% rate as it sits today, which is a portion of, out of the employee's income and a portion is contributed by the employer, which really is just, it really comes out of the employee's income. So that applies to 100% of incomes of the middle income earners, right? While it only applies to about the first third of earners at the lower bound of the top 1%. So it's an effective rate of about 3.825% on people earning $400,000 and only about 1.53% effective rate on million dollar earners. For a $52,000 earner though, social security taxes take 15.3% of their income. And about the time they reached that high level, the savings rate, as we saw in episode 23, began to dive. As you can see, middle income earners, as soon as the U.S. entered World War One, had that all-important promise not to be taxed under the income tax. It was broken. It was out the window. Rates went from 0% to an effective rate of 6%, which at the time was uncomfortable. But then under the Coolidge administration, they were brought back down to a more palatable 2%. God, wouldn't you die for that? Wouldn't you just? Wouldn't you love to only be paying two percent of your income? That Hoover and FDR were going to jack rates up, but under Hoover, rates only rates on the median median income earner only doubled from two percent to four percent. Then tax tax rates also became a lot more complex. They had a lot more brackets, and at the height of World War II, the effective rate on median median income earners reached twenty six percent, inclusive inclusive of social security taxes which at the time actually were, were fairly modest and, and pretty low, only about 2%, and actually came down a little bit. After World War II, median income earners did see a little bit of relief. And in fact, in 1949, the effective rate was back down to about 11%. But in the 50s, this would all change. So by 55, tax rates on the median earner had reached 24% once again. And by 63, by 1963, they had climbed up to 27%. The Kennedy tax cuts gave only a little bit of relief for a couple of years before median income earners would see their effective rates go through the roof as a result of continuously increasing Social Security taxes. By 1976, median income earners were paying an effective rate of 31% after partially because of being inflated into new brackets, uh, but also just really high effective rates on median income earners. And slide number three shows the steady rise in social security taxes. So as you can see, a large part of the ever increasing tax burden on the median income earner has come from the increase in social security taxes. So if you go back to slide one, you'll see that the Reagan tax cuts did grant relief to the top 50% of earners. But the median income earner, even though they saw their income tax drop slightly, would have all that relief wiped out by Social Security tax increases. Now, yes, you know, bringing down the top marginal rate, broadening the base, granting relief to 50% of households, it had a significantly positive effect 
on capital investment and the commercialization of the information technology industry in, in particular. But the lack of relief and the continuous increase of Social Security taxes brought rates on the median income earner, effective rates, up to the second highest level in history to 30% of taxable income. And it only dropped one percentage point when the Bush Jr. tax cuts kicked in. So there's also something else that happened here, though. Uh, There are a lot of nuances. There are loopholes and incentives and and all sorts of crony dealings uh, that that are doled out by politicians that we need to, that we absolutely do need to discuss. But first, I want to share a resource with you that I personally, in my early days of exploring the Austrian School of Economic Thought, that I personally found to be totally invaluable. And the best part is it's free. So we're going to share this resource with you really quick, and we'll be right back. Imagine learning more about economics in one short day than most people do in a lifetime. Imagine understanding how to demolish the common economic myths that many professional economists still believe after years of education. Imagine finally having a framework to confidently analyze the economic issues of our time rather than feeling overwhelmed by statist arguments. Well, stop imagining and start doing. Sign up and take the Mises Boot Camp online. In just three hours of lectures, a couple of slideshows, and a bit of reading, you'll be ready to take on the statist world of fallacies with no sweat. The best part is it's all free. For your convenience, you can find a link directly to the registration page in tonight's show notes at macroviewnews.com. Okay, so yes, effective rates on taxable income of the median income earner have gone up due to the regressive nature of the Social Security taxes and have also become a lot more complicated. Pretty much every administration since FDR has had some sort of tax incentive or loophole that they doled out to their favored group. For Lyndon Johnson, it was obviously he vastly expanded the welfare state more dramatically than ever before. The Ford administration had sort of middle class welfare and signed off on the the earned income tax credit. Reagan expanded that. There were loopholes installed under Reagan for real estate investors, for energy investors, and for other favored industries. And that occurred under under pretty much every president going back to FDR and continues to occur to this day. You know, even Eisenhower, who came out of the military industrial complex, warned about the military industrial complex. But there have been a, there have been other Obama favors green energy, right? Huge, huge supporter of green energy with taxpayer dollars. But all these measures, you know, they kind of, they, they manipulated the, the taxable per portion of median income earners down so that the effective rate seemed, well, you know, not so bad. But in order to get that lower rate, you better be doing the things that Uncle Sam wants you to do. You know, if you decide to go and live your life according to the way that you see fit, if it doesn't fit with the state agenda, you're going to get swamped and pay at least a third of your income to the federal government when you include things like gas tax and other asp- you know other little taxes and you know that's not even including all of the levels of taxes at the state and local level so if, 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 you know we're going to talk a little bit more about all the taxes that get layered on in episode 25 we're going to go into a little bit more detail about the pre-income tax uh, tax situation and we're going to talk about historical excise taxes and tariffs and and other taxes that are levied on on uh, on the American people through various mechanisms and tools but that's pretty much going to be it for tonight 
So I hope everybody enjoyed our, you know, tonight's episode. Don't miss our next episode. You can you can make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing at macroviewnews.com. And you can also, if, if you go to macroviewnews.com, check out all our past episodes. Each episode has its own show page. And on that show page, you'll find source information to, uh, you know, to the data that I'm talking about on the episode. You'll find links to related articles and episodes. And, uh, you know, any episode or article that I mention on... Um, you know, on on an, a new episode, and you'll also find much more. You'll find you know sort links to all sorts of great resources, um, and you'll find links to our Facebook and Twitter page, so that you can fo- you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And most importantly, most importantly, do not forget share us with your friends and family, and help me to spread the logic of liberty. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. Take care, folks. You have been listening to the Macro View. Tune in tomorrow night and every weeknight at 9.30 p.m. Pacific Time to help spread the logic of liberty. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.